The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss strategies with innovative technology to create virtual experiences. Joining us is Daniel Moss, who is the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath, which empowers organizations to host more meaningful, inspiring online events. And today, Daniel and I are going to discuss next-level virtual event production. All right, here's the first part of my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. Daniel, welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks so much, Benjamin. Great to be here. Excited to have you on the show. Excited to talk a little bit about the next level of virtual event production. You know, we've all gone through a change in the way that we think about the digitization of our work. We probably all have been to conferences, people listening to this podcast. You go, you shake hands, you get in rooms. You maybe drink a little bit too much. You get some business cars. This was the way of the past. This is how we did business two years ago. And then this funny thing happened with the pandemic and all of a sudden everything was online. And now if I have to sit through another damn webinar, I'm going to go crazy. Talk to me about the new level of virtual event production. How are we not just handing out business cards and also just not sitting in front of webinars all day long? Well, it's a big subject, but let's kick it off with a couple concepts here. So. One thing that we talk about with our clients is you want to think about the two primary types of content being presentation style sessions and interactive sessions. When you have interactive content like workshops, trainings, et cetera, you want to go live directly into the platform and you probably aren't going to care as much about the look and feel, the visual components and stuff, but you still want to think about upgrading the production value through your mic and camera, the audio, video, lighting, internet, make sure your speakers are framed up well. So we do speaker prep sessions that coach people on how to up-level. A lot of people just default to their laptop, mic, and camera, but you're going to get a lot of echo from your mic, room noise, background noise, blurry video. So just with $100 to $200 of gear, you can get a nice HD camera, some LED lights, a USB microphone, and an Ethernet cable. And that is like a speaker kit that we'd recommend to upgrade everybody. When you're going live directly, that's pretty much your starting point. So let's take it back a step. You know, hey, I'm going to run an event. 
the first thing I need to think about, you started off with, well, what's the gear? All right, we're going to do an event. I, you know, I think that there's a strategy component to this first. Why am I running events? Before I get into the how do I make myself look good, you mentioned the key word in my mind, the platform. There's a lot of different event platforms. We've talked to a handful of different companies on the MarTech podcast about how to put events together. And the event tech space has just gone through this huge revolution post-COVID. So talk to me about picking the right platform before you think about actually presenting yourself as the speaker. I think that the platform is a part of the production. We often sort of split them up in a sense, but depending on the context of your event, if you're doing a conference, you want a, an interactive platform to replicate a lot of that in-person experience that adds features like chat, polls, networking, expo booths, sponsor visibility, and then maybe some advanced things like contests, mobile apps, recommended connections based on topics of interest, right? But then if you're doing a webinar or a fundraiser or a gala or a sales kickoff, you probably don't need that type of a platform. You may be going directly into Zoom or a simpler live streaming platform or webinar platform. There's dedicated fundraising platforms. So it really is custom for the type of event that you're doing. And then the production side, coming back to the previous question, when you have a more important specific event going on, and it's not only you're going live directly to the camera, some of the ways that we want to up-level the production are things like custom graphics, video animation, pre-records that allow you to get really quality video irrespective of your internet connection and allowing for editing, animated lower thirds, title packages, all these kinds of things come together. So for me, production is like what's going into the video feed, your live stream production. And it's a lot about up-leveling the look and feel and the sound. But I think the best opportunities to do that are in pre-recorded sessions where we call it worry-free production. So the internet is the number one risk factor for a live event. Wi-Fi is so convenient, but it's not the most reliable thing out there. Comcast, your biggest problem when you're running virtual events. <laughs> Sorry, Comcast. We've had people with like gigabyte fast internet, thousand meg internet, who still have problems on a live stream because they're too far from their router or modem. So our number one tip is get an ethernet cable be hardwired into your modem or router. You'll get a better audio, better video. And even beyond that, pre-recording more of your content, allowing for editing, allowing for that polish to be added, revisions and all of that. It also makes scheduling easier. But the best part of the pre-records is you don't need your internet speed. You can use software that will upload the video after the recording. So you're always getting that HD footage. All right. So pre-recording your videos is a way to make sure that you're taking out some of the guesswork in terms of your actual production. You mentioned cameras, microphones, obviously the internet connection as well. I've been working with my sturdy Yeti Blue USB microphone since the start of the MarTech podcast. It's now a five-year-old microphone. Hopefully it sounds good. <clears throat> me, 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 me. Everybody hear me all right? Same mic, one cord. Actually, I've changed the cord once in five years. How sophisticated do you need to get with your hardware? Is the USB plug-in stuff okay? Do you need mixers? Do you need lights? Do you need cameras? Do you need action? How do we put this all together? Definitely USB microphones are sufficient. It's not worth messing around with condenser mics. I recommend avoiding the really popular podcast mics, condenser mics for most people because they do best in a treated room. They're very sensitive and they can pick up you typing on your keyboard or clicking your mouse if you don't have a lot of sound editing in your room. So my go-to mic is the Samsung Q2U. It's not a condenser mic. 
It's a performance mic and it just does a great job of reducing background noise. Then on a webcam, honestly, the lights are more important than your webcam. Having good lighting, even a built-in camera on your laptop will be sufficient, but getting something like the really popular webcams like a Logitech C920, 922 are, are the most affordable and fine for most people, but you may want to upgrade to, I like the Razer Keo Pro or Logitech or Elgato, both have nice webcams, but lighting is very important. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. I'm a little of a technology hacker. I bought the LoomCube Lite, which is one of those fancy, like, hit me on a Facebook or Instagram ad. And I was like, oh, it's Christmas. I'm going to buy myself one of these on a discount. And that was like a nice sort of sleek light that I can put on if I'm doing video recording. But I actually found it a little bit more difficult to up-level the video quality when I'm doing live streams. And you know what I ended up using? My iPhone. That's a good one. Yeah. If you have a recent iPhone, it's going to be much better than a lot of your webcams. I agree. I've got the, I think it's a 13. So one of the newer ones and the camera is great on it. And I use an application called Camo Studio. And basically you can USB to the back of your monitor or your laptop, get a little stand. And I use my iPhone and the camera quality has been great. The only problem is sometimes I want to use my phone to look something up while I'm on a video call and I can't do that. Are there other sort of up-leveled versions of cameras, the DSLRs or SLRs that you recommend people should be using if they want to get a better video quality? You could go for something like a Sony a6100. There's DSLR cameras, mirrorless cameras like that, that will only require an HDMI cable to plug into your laptop. So you don't need what's called a capture card or some other hardware. You can go direct from the camera, but it's not for most people, to be honest. If you're just doing virtual events occasionally, a high quality HD webcam is going to be sufficient. Something like Elgato or Logitech or the Razer Keo Pro. I like the Brio. 
There's quite a lot out there in the like $150 range. Once you get into the other cameras, not only are you spending three to 500, it's a little harder to set up, right? It doesn't just rest on the top of your camera. You need a tripod. It's also harder to tweak the settings and turn on. So I think an HD webcam is sufficient, but the lighting is super important. A good camera with bad lighting, you're still going to look bad. So I recommend two LED lights at about 45 degrees on either side of you. No light directly over your head. You get the interrogation room effect where you get like big shadows under your eyes. If you have like too much light from a window, that can be a problem. So you could put a screen or a curtain over there. There's a lot of little tricks that you can do to tweak the lighting in your room, clean backdrop, video at eye level. A lot of people overlook this and they'll just have their laptop on their desk and you sort of feel like you're looking up their nostrils. It's not a really pleasing look. So make sure that you prop your laptop up on a box or some books if you don't have a stand. I always worry about the big chin, which is when you're looking dead on and you start looking down, all of a sudden you get that double chin. So I always kind of prop my camera up above my monitor and I'm looking at the top line of the monitor, kind of looking down. I feel like that's my best angle if anybody was curious. So when we talk about production, we're getting more into like how to make yourself look and sound great. There's another component to this in terms of being ready to actually record. Any advice on when you're starting to think about what you're producing? How do you prep? Where do you put your notes? What's the best way to actually execute on the event other than just getting the gear? I recommend once you have your run of show, well, it depends, of course, on the style of production. But if you have a producer, we and Goliath, we do both direct to Zoom and direct to video production, as well as what we call premium production, where we take you into a, a backstage and we frame you up in custom layouts, animated lower thirds. And when you have these types of additional elements, maybe pre-recorded videos, overlay graphics, then you need to walk your producer through your run of show, talk about the multimedia, how many people are going to be on screen at a time, what maybe background music or graphics are going to be there when, and really plan out. You have a pretty scripted event. So you walk that through line by line, minute by minute in a run of show. And that's what your producer will use as the game plan for your session. So we'll line up scenes, pre-created scenes of different numbers of people, get everybody framed up right with your multimedia, maybe move your slides for you. So that session is really important, a run of show review. Then the speaker prep is where we go through all the look good, sound good, how to join. And another point you mentioned is about your notes. A tip on the production for, again, for speakers and stuff is you want to be looking pretty much directly into the camera or just under your webcam. So if you need notes, first of all, we recommend not reading off of a script because it's very hard to sound natural, engaging, emotional when you're reading a script, but just using an outline is excellent. If you're going to have that outline, try to kind of frame it up right under your webcam. So you've, maybe you've got your Zoom or whatever you're going live in on the side. And right next to that, right under the webcam is your outline. Maybe it's your presenter's notes from PowerPoint or just a document with your notes. So when you're reading off that outline, people feel on the other side, like you're looking at them. Even if you look at the bottom of your screen, it still feels like we're looking at your forehead <laughs> and they know that you're reading. The worst is if you're looking at your phone and it's like down at your lap. So definitely arrange your notes, obviously mute all your background noise and all that kind of stuff. So that's a speaker prep session. And you've got your run of show. You may want to go through a rehearsal, a dry run. If it's really important content, that's an important thing to do, especially practice the transitions. You want to be really clear who's passing it to who. Is there a moderator who's going to introduce each speaker and bring up the subjects? Who's going to, let's say, introduce this video clip and what kind of housekeeping items do you need? Who's bringing up the call to action? How are you handling question and answer? 
get everybody really comfortable with the technology, the plan, so that when it comes to game time, people are relaxed and they're comfortable and ready to just focus on their content. I'm going to hopefully pat myself on the back here. It's always important to have a good host. It's important to have somebody to guide you from space to space, whether that is in person or in a virtual environment like your virtual events. Having somebody to be able to set the table, understand, put things in context and introduce the content creators, always a valuable asset for your events. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Daniel Moss, the co-founder and lead strategist at We and Goliath. In part two of this interview, which we'll publish tomorrow, Daniel and I are going to continue the conversation talking about virtual event promotions. If you can't wait until our next episode and you'd like to learn more about Daniel, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can visit his company's website, which is weandgoliath.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is benjshap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.